Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, candy paint with the white on top. Lambo doors with a woo up drop. If you busy plotting on what I got, kick in your door and swat you pack. Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop. Have price my whip, same price my watch. Got no jumper, but I ball a lot. Bitch on your stony, I do it all. Good afternoon, good night to some people. Uh, today is Thursday, November 1st. We are in a new month now, October, or <clears throat> what do they call it? Spooktober, Spookytober, I don't know what you call it, but whatever you call it, it's over with. Uh, it's November, it's fall. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up really soon, uh, I think three weeks. Um, but I'm joined here with Parker Howe. How are we doing, buddy? Good. Uh, November's going to be the month of the comeback for WWE. Uh, P Sports Podcast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Got got to get back. Got to get back on the grind. Uh, this this is actually important month. Important month, Parker. Uh, just because the sole fact is, you know, we just got our first rankings coming out. Uh, football starting to get to that mid over the midway point. Teams are starting to do different things. Different things are happening. Trade deadlines, all that good stuff. So it's it's like moving very fast on us right now. Yeah, I can't believe we're already halfway through the NFL season. It feels like it just started a week or two ago. Yeah, very, very crazy. Um, uh, Note to mention, uh, last week I did try to do – I have to tell our fans this. This is kind of funny. I tried to do a podcast by myself, and I'm going to tell you how, how it went. I, I recorded me talking for 30 minutes, and I stopped it. Like I dead stopped, and I just wanted to hear it. I listened for about five minutes, and I deleted it. You want to know why? Recording a podcast by yourself is the most exhausting and tiring thing to do when you have nobody to talk to. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, there's, and like, there's, and, and like, there's no, sorry, and there's like, there's no commercial breaks and like no ad breaks. So I'm just like rambling on for 30 minutes. I'm like, my brain hurts. I'm, yeah. I'm drinking water because I'm getting dehydrated from talking. So it was like one of the worst experiences. I wouldn't, I don't want anyone to have to do that. If you ever are thinking about doing it, don't do it. It's bad. It's not good. It's not fun. Um, Dude, just read like fake ads. That yeah, I should. So I thought about just being like, uh, today's ads brought to you by um, Swiffer. Uh, you want your floor the cleanest of the month because it's starting to get to the time where snow is going to be on the ground. So, something like that. I don't know. It, it, it would be funny. But um, I was by myself and I was just like, this is awkward. But nonetheless, we're back. I have someone to talk to. This is great. Uh, this is good. This is good. Um, so let's just kick it off with some NFL Park. Uh, we got a game tonight. Uh, that I don't know if you want to call it a game, but the Niners are taking it to the overpaid ten million dollar or ten year. Uh, I don't know how how much money he got. I think it's, it's 110. I think it's yeah. eleven million years. Ten million or ten years, hundred and ten million or a hundred million. Yeah, something, it's too high, I don't even know the number. Anyway, they're, the John Gruden Raiders are getting beat right now, 31-3. to 31-3 against Nick Mullen, who I had to look up who this kid was, and I still don't know who he is. That's how much I don't know about him. Beathard's not playing? No, he's not. Um, that's I actually I'm I'm gonna pick him with my uh my dad and some of my family family members for like a week and I switched my pick to the the Raiders I go there's no way to let this Nick Mullen kid beat him uh they're up thirty one to three um so 
joke. No doubt the Raiders are the worst team in the league. I think they're they're even more abysmal than the Giants. Um, I think the Raiders are going to get the number one pick. Um, who knows who they're going to take? That's the other question. I don't know. But uh, they look like absolute crap, and they have been since week one. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, Parker, there's a lot more better things going on in football than John Gruden and the Raiders. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. um, just a couple games uh, from last week, actually. Uh, breaking, actually, not breaking news. It broke uh, this week, actually. Um, Hugh Jackson was fired from the Cleveland Browns as, interim, as the head coach after two years, after going 3 31 and 1. Uh, folks, that'll get you fired. Um, it should have got him fired before 331 and 1. And uh, another note to mention Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, was also canned. Uh, don't know. Don't know if I agreed with that one, but I, it seems like there was too much, uh, too much testosterone in one room for two, the, two of those guys to coach with each other. So uh, I think that's what eventually led to those two guys just, you know, ditching ship there with uh, John Dorsey and him letting them go. Um, it's it's honestly a shame that Jimmy Haslam kept Hugh Jackson around for that long. Um, but it is said and done. Uh, the interim head coach is Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator, and. Um, We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be good for the Browns for now. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweet last night, but I think what Greg Williams brings to the Browns is uh, something that the Browns have lacked, and is which is holding guys accountable for things that they mess up on and cleaning stuff up like that, and holding guys accountable to not, you know, have those same mistakes. And what's the word I'm looking for? I, I had it yesterday. Um, I had it, discipline. Discipline. There's, there's something with Greg Williams that he just has guys. Look, look at his defense. At times, they are the most de- uh, d- disciplined defense in the league, but at other times, they're just the Cleveland Browns, and that's just expected. But uh, I think Greg Williams instills a thing, uh, um, you know, a good mindset in some of these players, and they, 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 they believe in him. They want to play for him. And, Parker, what it comes down to, I think it was, is – None of those guys wanted to play for Hugh Jackson. I mean, he was a loser. He lost 31 football games. What? I mean, if you're Baker Mayfield and you're going to come into a system, you're going to play for a guy who's lost 30 games? Pretty impressive that he kept that job for as long as he did, though. I mean, it is. it, it makes me just wonder the types of GMs and managers in any, other, in any sport that allows this stuff to continue, especially – to fan bases who are so loyal to their to their team, and for you to just do that to the fans of Cleveland for two years to drag them on like that, just waiting the, the, to the moment that Hugh Jackson gets fired, I and mean, it was like it was like a Super Bowl parade. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, with a lot of organizations and the NFL and in sports in general, a lot of the owners, I feel like the majority, they just care about. It's like an investment. Like all they care about is that by the time that they sell the team, it sells for more than when they got it. They don't really go all in for championships. And I feel like the Browns are probably one of those organizations. Did you see uh, Hugh Jackson's comment today about? Yeah, I saw it. What does he mean? He's like, if we had the same year this year in my first year, then we'd be a winning team by now. You're. You've gotten worse since the season began. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's is—it's it's a joke. Parker, it's a joke. It is a legitimate joke. Uh, and I feel horrible for any all those players. I mean, it's, it's terrible. I mean, I don't know. Um, 
Let's move on, Parker. Let's uh, not just put that one to bed. Um, there's there's a lot of you know some good games this weekend. Good some good good games. Um, actually, the one I want to talk about is your Pittsburgh Steelers, who are leading the AFC North. What yeah. am I saying right now? It's Week Nine, and the Steelers are leading the AFC North after that abysmal start to their season. All the drama, they are leading that division somehow. Um, yeah, we're that division. They uh, okay. Let's not get into that. Let's, let's ease. Let's calm down. Let's calm down just a second. A hair. Um, they travel on the road to Baltimore this week. Um, I'm gonna see what I think. I, I looked at what Vegas had them at. Um, right now it. it ooh. Um, Baltimore's a a, a a three point favorite there. Uh, minus three. Um, I don't know, man. I think this is gonna be a good game. Uh, obviously, Le'Veon Bell's situation is still looming. It, I don't think he's gonna play a game this year. I just I don't think it's gonna happen. I think if if it would have happened, it would have already happened either last week, the week before, or the bye week, but it didn't happen. So I I I don't know about you, Parker, but I think it's just he's not gonna come back this season. I don't want him back. I don't know if he will, but I don't want him to. But I mean, you look at it, and you look at a guy like James Conner, who is literally having an outstanding season right now, given the situation he was handed. Like, they basically told James Conner, listen, dude, you're going to be our workhorse, do what you do, and that's it. And he's done that. I mean, he's he's had a week here and there where he's kind of, yeah, he kind of had his iffy moments, but, I mean, 127 carries, 599 rushing yards, nine touchdowns, I mean, that that, that, that guy's, he, he's their workhorse right now, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna take uh, in that game. I'm I'm gonna go with the Steelers on the road at Baltimore. Uh, I, I Baltimore seems to hit that shaky part of their season midway. I don't know if you agree with me there, but they lost a, a big one last week against the Panthers. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm buying the the Baltimore hype. It usually seems like every year they kind of start off a little hot and then it kind of gets to that point where they kind of drop off. They lost their last two games against the Saints and Panthers. Um, I think it's going to be a good game, though. It's going to be a close one. Um, the Steelers last week against the Browns looked really good. They looked like the, the, the division leaders for sure, no doubt. Um, but any comments on that game, Parker? I mean, you're a big fan, so. Yeah, uh, these two always battle it out. It's been that way since I can remember. Um, I mean, the Ravens won in Pittsburgh, and it's going to be hard to take Pittsburgh on the road, but there's no way the Ravens are going to sweep. The yeah. Series. So I, I'm, I'm going to say that they're going to split it. The Steelers are going to pull this one out, and it's going to be close. Oh, yeah. Def- AFC North games usually close uh, with good teams in them uh, for sure. Um, another game this week uh, that uh, I would like to highlight, I think I'm going to only co- highlight a couple, and I'll let you have the floor, Parker. I feel like I've talked way too much. Um, but uh, another Week 9 matchup that I have highlighted <coughs> Excuse me, is uh, – Gonna be the Rams at the Saints, man. That's that's gonna be a good one. Um, all, the Rams going on the road um, to play the Saints. Uh, I think I think this is gonna be the game of the week, man. Um, Vegas has um, wow. Vegas has the Rams minus one um, right now for the spread. That's who. Good luck, folks. But um, I'm gonna actually. I think this is the week where the Rams get beat and they take a loss in the loss column finally. I Previous to this game, I said, man, they're, they're not going to lose a game all year. But um, 
the Packers kind of gave him a hiccup at home last week. I was kind of shocked about that. I thought the, the Rams would come out and uh, beat them pretty good, but they, it was a close game. Granted, Aaron Rodgers got to give him credit in one of the, one of the greats in the game. Uh, but I got I got a I got a decently close game uh, this week with the Saints and Rams. I think it's gonna be good. Um, the Rams have already ran away with that division clearly. Uh, the Saints are starting to do that with their division. I don't, it's still pretty close with the uh, Panthers. But uh, if the Saints can win this game, that's a huge, huge win for them in terms of going forward with their season, uh, and especially to knock off a team who nobody has knocked off yet, obviously because they have no losses. Um, but, Parker, uh, the floor is yours. Uh, any game that you think is going to be highlighted this week, a good one, what, what are we going to look for this week? Something we're going to be like, wow, we've already seen this before. Uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Uh, just Sunday night, the battle of arguably the two best quarterbacks. I, it's probably not even arguably the two best quarterbacks in the league. No we doubt. Got, no doubt. In Foxborough, the GOAT, uh, Tom Brady, against uh, Aaron Rodgers in the pack. I feel like this is it for the Packers. If they don't pull it out, which is going to be really hard, pull out a win in this one, they're probably not going to be making the playoffs with the Bears ahead of them already and looking pretty solid. And does that does that, does that shock you, Parker? The Bears? Yeah. I mean, Mitch just has to do just enough. Their defense is so stout, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like a uh, Case Keenum type situation from last year. Just don't screw it up, you know. Right, and they although uh, they won um, last week without um, Khalil Mack. Yeah. Granted, they played the Jets, but you know, wins a win. Mitch had that one game like a week or two ago where he had like five touchdown passes. Yeah, against the Patriots, that that was a great that was a great game. I mean. They they put up thirty one against the Patriots, lost by a touchdown. But I mean, yeah, credit to them. Go ahead, Puck. He has potential. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I'm definitely going to take the Patriots at home in that one. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it's just in Foxborough, man, midway through the season. So they're like – and they've got rapport with Josh uh, Gordon now, too. Yeah. Him and Brady. So Although, there's no way to lose. Would, it, would you have changed your mind – had, I think I think you would. I have, would you change your? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I think you would. Would you change your mind if the game was not in Foxborough? Um, if it was in Green Bay, you got the other news that they just traded away Montgomery. Right. But I know he made that big mistake, but he was a talented position player for him. No he doubt. Did a lot for him. No doubt. Um, and then Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I mean, now you're missing one of your best DBs going up against Tom Brady. Could this get McCarthy fired this year? Oh, dude, I think they should. I think it's time to move on. Because now they're talking, okay, they they fire McCarthy at the end of the year or maybe during the year when they don't have a chance to make the playoffs so they can go find a coach earlier. Do the Browns step in and get McCarthy? That's the other thing I worry about. <laughs> um, I don't know, though. It's going to be interesting because I think there's some coaches that are going to be floating around this offseason. <laughs> yeah, the Packers are wasting Rodgers' prime of his career right now. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, I think organizationally-wise, I think they've kind of screwed him over because, I mean, you look at the receivers he's had years past. I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing what he's done with the talent he had around him. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a ridiculous. When he beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl, their wide receivers were really good. They had, like, three really good ones. There's Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson at the start of his, like, ascension to being an elite receiver. And there's somebody else. I can't think of who it was, 
but he was like hooked up with good wide receivers. Randall Cobb? Was it Randall Cobb? It might have been Randall Cobb. And then the Packers just like let all these receivers go, traded them, let Greg Jennings leave. I'm surprised it hasn't got to a point where Aaron Rodgers is pissed off with the organization. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised that he signed the extension as quick as he did. But then again, it was a huge uh, contract. Right. Which, and like I told you, Parker, um, previous podcast a while ago, actually, um, that's what happens when that's what happens when you're um, overpaying quarterbacks, and then you got not enough money to throw around to, you know, get guys around them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. So I mean, you kind of put you kind you kind of put your organization at a disadvantage when you do that and go out and overpay a quarterback. You're gonna have to get guys who are you know. C players because you don't have the money to go spend big time contracts. Like look at a guy like Des Bryant. He wants a lot of money. Um, running backs want a lot of money. I mean, wide receivers are starting to get paid a lot of money. I mean, it's like you got to pick and choose your battles now. It seems like. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, man, that's those are like the three big games this weekend. The Packers. Patriots, Saints, Rams. Yeah, Rams. Uh, I would agree as well with you, Parker. Um, Falcons ain't a bad one. Yeah, either. yeah, not at all. Um, I think a sneaky good game, um, possibly. Um, don't quote me on this one, but I think a decent game is going to be Tennessee Dallas, the Monday night matchup. Um, yeah. Dallas has shown some moments. They just got to trade with Mari Cooper, so. He'll be there. And um, Tennessee just got somebody, right? No. Uh, not that I know of. Okay, never mind. I, I don't know why I'm thinking about that. I didn't that. pay that much attention to the trade deadline. I just know about Cooper, uh, Tate, Fowler, uh, Clinton Dix, and I think that's about all I know about. Yeah. So I think that game could be good. Um, it's definitely um, – there are two teams that kind of have shown some inconsistencies throughout the year, I think, for sure. Um, but it's a huge – it's um, for both teams, it's a huge divisional. Not, 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 they're not in the same division, but to make a jump in both of their divisions for the Cowboys, the NFC, West, NFC East, they win, they go to 4-4. Four and four. Um, And then for Tennessee, they'll go to 4-4 four and four as well. And Tennessee's still trying to compete for the AFC South. So those are two big games for their conferences, uh, if you look at it. Um, from AFC South to NFC North, or NFC East, sorry, rather. Um, so both those teams need a win this week to go to 500 in their conference. I think the team that needs it more is going to be Tennessee, maybe. Um, but then again, Dallas probably could, too, because they'll be sitting at 4-4. Four and four. I just find it so hard to believe that the, the Washington Redskins are 5-2 and two in the NFC East. That just baffles me right now. Yeah, I know. Unreal. AP performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Parker, anything else for NFL this week? Anything that jumps out at you? Anything you want to talk about? I, I really don't have a whole lot for NFL for some reason. I just, I just don't. Uh, I guess I could go over divisional standings, but anything else just, you got? I just, uh, no offense, but I'm just excited to see what Mahomes will do this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not just because he's playing the Browns. Like, it's gotten to the point now where it's like we've never seen a quarterback this young perform this well and not have, like, an off week. Right, yeah, exactly. And I think 
you can maybe, maybe, I don't know if you want to call it an off week, but the game he lost to the Pats, he kind of didn't play so well that game. He really didn't play great. Yeah, they scored 41 points. He still turned the ball over two tight. He threw two interceptions, I believe. So, I mean, he turned it over here and there, but um, I was talking to somebody, Parker, you'll find this funny. It, it would be such a brown thing because they just fired Ty Lue, obviously, and then they just fired Hugh Jackson. It would be such a brown thing to do for them to go out and beat the Chiefs, the unreal, unbelievable Patty Mahomes Chiefs, and then lose the next four, lose every single game the next four years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I hope it doesn't happen, but... I would love a I, I, I love I would love a close game this week, something decent. Um, I do think that the defensive front for uh, the Browns, Ogba, Garrett, all those guys, I think they're going to get to Mahomes a couple times because they they're that Greg Williams loves loves the pass rush. He loves the blitz. Um, he puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks on third down a lot of the time. So I think there's going to be some moments where, and and that's what you don't really want with Patty Mahomes. You don't want him to get outside of the pocket because that's what makes him more even more dangerous. So. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. The Browns, like I said, they're a, a, a big blitzing team. They do, I think, are they're second in the league with takeaways. So I think they have twenty-one. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> a lot of takeaways to be two five and one, Parker. Let me tell you, that's a lot. I mean, you give twenty-one takeaways to the Steelers. You give twenty-one takeaways to the. Uh, I think you give twenty-one takeaways to any other team in this league besides Oakland and maybe some other teams. So the Giants and that team has two losses. I mean, it's twenty-one takeaways. And and you have two wins to show for it. That's just a bit. That just is ridiculous. But um, it says a ton about Hugh Jackson as a head coach. I agree. Um, move on to college football. How we do that? Um, college. <laughs> yes, the rankings have came out. the The, the people have spoken, um, and they spoke like this. Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia, Oklahoma, Washington State. Yes, I said Washington State. University of Kentucky. Yes, I said University of Kentucky, even though basketball season starts next week. OSU, and that rounds out the top ten. Notable teams that didn't make the top ten that that people can potentially see them getting in. Uh, into the top ten, I would say, not in the top four. Um, West Virginia. They could climb up there, obviously. Florida could somehow sneak back in. Don't see them making the playoff with two losses. Um, and notice how I didn't say UCF. You want to know yeah. why? You want to know why, Parker? They haven't played anybody. Well, that <laughs> – and they're playing Temple right now. Temple's 5-3. and three. They're playing them at home. They've given up 34 points at home to Temple. Now, I don't care. I don't care – it's, I mean, if you want to relate it to Big 12 team, Big 12 gives up points all day long, but they score 50. Okay, you can say that about UCF. It's a different conference. Different conference, different league. You're playing Temple. You're at home. You've given up 34, 34 points. You scored 42. Great. You're, I mean, it just it, it baffles me how people can sit there and say, well, well, we need to give these guys a chance. I mean, just give them a chance. Okay, yeah, they beat Auburn last year. So what? Okay, give them a chance this year. They're, they're undefeated. Give them a chance. You don't play anybody. It's simple. You don't play anybody. Yeah. If you would schedule a Power 5 school your first three games of your season and you win, that's good. I mean, that's a win for you. That's a, that's, that is a marquee win. Now I, now I think they'd have to go on the road to do that, yes. 
I don't, I don't see any Power 5 team coming to uh, UCF. I don't know about you, but I don't see it happening. Maybe a neutral site. Um, but in a way, I feel bad for UCF fans, but it's just the reality of it. I mean, you, I credit I credit if they go undefeated, I credit in two years they would have no uh, no losses. That's, that's two great seasons. And you have nothing to show for it because you didn't schedule a good non-conference team. I mean, it's the reality. Um, but anything in that top 25, Parker, and I said top 25, I'm extending it, that surprised you at all. Did they surprise you? Quick question. Go ahead. Why is, why is there blue on yes uniforms tonight? Um, I don't – I didn't know. I didn't get it. That's a good question. I didn't know that either. Well, I knew that they were wearing blue. Um, I don't know the root of that. There's got to be some kind of cause. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was kind of shocked that Washington State was as high as they were. Um, I thought Notre Dame would be higher than Clemson because I feel like Notre Dame's got better wins than Clemson does so far this year. Oh, it's called, a, I'm sorry to interrupt you, it's called the Space Game. It's a tradition against Temple, which is it says which is a nod to the school's history with the nearby space program. Huh. So it's about space. So go well, s- go space, right? Space yeah, stuff. Space stuff. Way, up, up and away. The universe, right? Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Ohio State. They're gonna be fine as long as they went out. They'll get in. Um. I feel like it's going to end up being Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then it's going to come down to whoever wins the Big Ten East and Michigan or Ohio State and Oklahoma for that fourth spot. Because I feel like Oklahoma's probably going to – it's going to be terribly, terribly tough for Texas to beat Oklahoma twice if they so happen to meet each other in the Big 12 championship game. Right. I mean – we saw Oklahoma come back from however much down against Texas is like twenty something, uh, and then I don't see West Virginia beating Oklahoma either. So, um, I do want to note something here, Parker, and okay. I, I heard this guy talking the other day, and it was kind of he made a good point. Uh, it was it was Tuesday evening, so it was before the rankings. Uh, he said he was he wasn't interested about the top four, or top ten necessarily. He was more interested about eighteen through twenty five. And basically what they did, 18 through 25, they put Virginia at 25, ACC team, Boston College at 22, ACC team, Iowa State, 24, that's an ACC, sorry, Boston College, 22, ACC team, NC State, 21, ACC team, Syracuse, 19, ACC team. Hmm. Interesting. What'd you say? Are they conspiring something? Um, I don't know if they're conspiring something, but I think there are some teams out there that are better than some of those teams. I think the only team that deserves to get in there out of the ACC, besides Clemson, is Virginia. I mean, I, to me, there's no reason to put Boston College at 22, NC State at 21. NC State hasn't played anybody. NC State hasn't beat anybody that would yeah. put them in the top 25. They lost to Syracuse. They lost to Clemson. They beat Boston College. They beat Virginia. I mean, I just don't know. And I think 
what makes this what makes it so important for the ACC, Parker, is they went from having two teams in the top twenty-five to one, two, three, four to five now. Yeah. Five teams. They were at two. Now, th- what makes it interesting, though, Parker, is it builds the resumes of a team like a Clemson now, having right. them beat NC State. You know, it, it builds it, – it's a resume builder now because it looks good because now they're ranked before than when they weren't. Uh, and Clemson beat Syracuse, so now they're ranked. So they beat a 19 team at home. So, I don't know, take it as you wish. But I did hear another good, another good stat. The Big Ten has five legitimate uh, good quality wins, and that's the most out of any conference in – out of all the conferences in, in the college football. Yeah, how much? How many did SEC have? I think I saw this stat. I didn't I see it. I didn't see it. I heard it. So I, I'm trying to remember what the. Uh-huh. All I, I, I knew the guy brought up the Big Ten had the most. Um, the Big the Ten had five, like two out of the uh, five. I can't remember which conferences had two. One conference had one, and then SEC was at the bottom with zero. They had zero. <laughs> but um. So, I want to hear why you think Notre Dame should be three, though. It's just because, like I said, I mean, honestly, if you look at it, they probably have the best win on their resume out of anyone in college football. Who's Clemson beat? They've outlawed the Texas A&M, who's been, like, shaky all year. But I see, just... Parker, Clemson's one of your perennial powerhouses. Dabba Sweeney's their coach. They're undefeated. I mean... A lot of that plays into, like I said, Parker, with Syracuse being ranked now, they beat Syracuse, they beat a number 19 team. That, that's what I'm saying. They beat them, so it looks good. They beat NC State, who's now ranked. It looks good. So two ranked opponents on their schedule that they beat. So that's kind of what I'm hinting at is, oh, and they beat they beat Texas A&M 28-26, which Texas A&M's not ranked anymore, aren't they? They're 20th. So another ranked team. So there's three. Man, so I don't, believe, I don't believe in this Clemson team this year. Like, so, so Parker, that's what I'm getting at is they're throwing these ACC teams in, and it's making Clemson look even better. Not, yeah, I'm not well. not taking away anything from Clemson because I think they're a good football program. But sure. what the committee did was is they, they kind of made you know their resume look just as good. Granted, it's only the first one. I'm not gonna get all hyped up about it, but because those teams could drop out somehow, some way. But um, uh, I do want to argue the LSU one, though, Parker, because LSU's um, – I mean, they beat Georgia, who's a top-10 team. Yep. Um, they beat uh, – lo- they did lose to Florida. That's a kind – I mean, that's a that's – a, I hate when people say that's a good loss because you don't – I don't understand a good loss. A loss is a loss. You lost a game. Yeah. Um, I don't understand what a good loss is. Was it close? Uh, yeah, twenty. Well, yeah, twenty-seven, nineteen, um, and they beat Mississippi State nineteen to three. Although I think LSU's offense has struggled lately of scoring points, which kind of concerns me. Um, but I also want to see what Alabama does going on the road and getting tested. Yeah, I feel like Alabama's probably gonna. I think it'll be close until like the fourth quarter, and then Alabama will score like two touchdowns, and it'll be over. <laughs> yeah, I do think you see LSU lose this week. Um, I do think you see you see Georgia beat Kentucky, which takes them out. Um, 
And then Washington State this week has Cal. They should win that game. They do have to go to Colorado. They do have to play Arizona, which Arizona's kind of turned it around a little bit. Um, they beat Oregon pretty single-handedly, but Oregon's kind of nosediving at the wrong time. Yeah. And then they got to play Washington. So the Cougars still have some work to do. I do think they are in a good chance to get in. Um, but if they do put them in, I, I, I don't know how they fare against some of these big-time teams, but um, they have a good shot. And obviously Michigan controls their destiny to get in if they win out. Uh, they'll be in, obviously. But I think it's interesting, though, how much does a bit – so, like, let's let's say this. And I know there's scenarios for every each one of these teams. Let's say – I think I do think Michigan wins out. They went, run the table. They win the Big Ten. They're in. Um, but if you look at the Big Ten and you look at the other side of that bracket, um, they potentially could play – a Northwestern or a Wisconsin who has or Iowa who has two or three losses on their schedule. So how does that favor to the committee? It doesn't look as good. No, definitely not. Uh, playing a Big Ten team and, and your conference championship against it's almost like when Alabama would always beat up on Florida. Yeah. Florida kind of would always get in, but they'd be like you know 15, 16, you know, being deep, you know, not a really good season, and Alabama would just kill them. That's kind of what I feel like is the Big Ten's come to this year. Is the East East is always so good, and then the West is like you got your Wisconsin. That's it. Granted, good to see a team like uh, Iowa be decent again. Uh, they're ranked in the top twenty-five, but it's all going to come to a screeching halt this week, I believe, because uh, there's a lot of good games this week. A lot of good games. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame, Northwestern. I think luck. that's an interesting game. I agree, and I, I, I said this earlier. Um, I was talking to somebody, I, actually my brother. Um, I do think, you look at Notre Dame's wins, I think they play their best games at night. Yeah. Um, they had the hiccup with Pittsburgh at home, day game. Uh, Ball State was a home game. That was a kind of almost a hiccup game. They played Vandy at home, which is a day game. Almost got beat there. So I think for Notre Dame... Their strength is, and I, I just just by looking at the teams they played in the, the, the times, because I think the times really do matter. Um, obviously, look at Ohio State the last two years; they've gotten beat by two teams they should have beat at night on the road. Um, so I think times matter, and I think Notre Dame plays really good when it's uh, a big game under the lights. I mean, they just there's something about them. I don't know. More time to prepare. Who knows? Um, but Parker, I want to ask you this: a team that could be on upset alert this weekend. Potential upset alert this weekend in college football. Uh, man. I mean, Notre Dame is the first one that pops to my mind. I don't think Alabama's going to lose. I don't even know who Clemson plays. LSU's going to lose. Clemson plays Clemson plays Louisville at home. That's a win. I guess Michigan. Michigan, but they're at home. But Trace McSorley's – he's a stud. But that Michigan defense is so good. I mean, I'm going to take Michigan in that game. I think a game that uh, the game that's going to hurt the ACC is Boston College going on the road to Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech's going to win that game, kick Boston College out of the top 25. Committee's going to look stupid once again, uh, and that's going to last thing get last you're going to see from Boston College. Um, I I do I don't know. 
I'm not really sold on Northwestern. I think they're decent. They have the capabilities to beat a big team, but um, like I said, you just never know who's going to show up for for Northwestern, man. It's tough. It is really tough. Um, oh, another game, Parker, uh, might be um, a do, um, one to watch is Oklahoma going on the road to Texas Tech. Oh, yeah. That'll probably be high scoring, you think? So, Park, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oklahoma will probably win pretty easily. Yeah, I, I would say so myself. Um, but just based off of the week one rankings, I know they came out. Everyone knows they came out. Um, give me your top four right now at the end of the year. Um, I know it's early, but we've been doing this for a long time. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. And then just watching Ohio State and the way they've played, I'm going to put Oklahoma in at four. Mm -hmm. I wish I could put the Buckeyes in, but I could. their last three weeks are tough, man. Yeah. Who's it? Michigan State, Michigan, and there's somebody else in there. Maryland. Maryland. On the road to Maryland. But Maryland's kind of going through some rough times right now, but I don't know if they're going to be playing inspired again. Uh, with the, the coach being gone, who knows? Who knows? Um, they got Nebraska this week. Should be a win at home. But um, yeah, but I do want to pose the question because it's been a question all year and even last year. What are the chances of two eight uh, two SEC teams getting into the college football playoff? Are they high this year than last year, or lower le- this year than last year? They're lower this year than last year. Because Georgia is undefeated going into playing against Alabama last year, right? In the SEC championship game. I believe so, yes. Because Alabama, yeah. yeah. Because they're both one-loss teams. Yeah. I feel like if if it would happen this year, Georgia would have to, first of all, blow Kentucky this week and just look like a totally superior team and then play Alabama. And it's got to be pretty close. Like, what does the committee do if, if Kentucky beats Georgia? Oh, that'd be nuts. <laughs> I, 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 I will say it depends on if Kentucky's offense just comes out firing because their offense hasn't looked great. But if they yeah. come out and just score a bunch of points, I think that could be really good for them and moving up. I think they would jump, jump Oklahoma. They would jump Washington State, obviously. And they might even jump Michigan for that, five, that fifth spot. Probably, yeah, they'd probably be at five. But if after well, the after this week, I kind of have it as Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, and then if Kentucky were to win, they'd be five for sure. Oklahoma would be six, right behind them, and then the rest is gonna line just fall up in the rankings. So I think yeah. it's, I think with the Kentucky win this weekend, I think they jump up to five, no doubt. Um, I just I have a hard time seeing they're gonna win this weekend. They took they took Mizzou to the wire this last week with a pretty, I don't know if you call that pass interference, but uh, a pass interference call, get them to the one-yard line, one more play, touchdown, game over. But uh, their offense is definitely a skeptical question at this point. Yep. Uh, I got a question for you. I want to see if you agree with me. Do you think just overall, top to bottom, college football is just like the talent and the power and the conferences just down this year? Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I guess I, I would agree with that. I, I kind of thought that as well. Um, I don't know the stat. I want to see the year by year of how many teams have went either with no losses or one loss. You, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, there's a lot of two-loss teams this year, man. There's a lot. There is a lot. 
Well, I felt like in years past, there were teams where I'm like, there's no way they're going to lose any games to fit out, fit out the year. And it's like this year, it's just Alabama and that's it. Like, I don't have a firm belief in anybody else in college football. But we haven't seen Alabama play a good team yet. We haven't seen them play a full four quarters being tested. So, Yeah, I just just from experience, I mean, I don't doubt Saban ever. Right, anymore. oh yeah, I would agree. Um, I will say, though, it'll be interesting because I know two has kind of been banged up, but granted he had a week to you know prepare with the bye. <laughs> yeah. But, um, which is laughable. Um, anyway, he's going to play a fourth quarter this, this week probably. You would assume he's going to attempt a pass in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I mean, with that being said, I think we could put the college football to rest for this week. Um, any any other games you want to highlight or talk about that are possibly on your radar or not on your radar, or you don't really care? I guess Washington, Stanford. If you're a big Pac-12 person, I mean, they'll still be fighting for. Wait, no, Washington State's on that side of the conference. Never mind. I was going to say they'd be fighting for the north side of the Pac-12, but that ain't going to happen if Washington State does what they're supposed to do. Right, and I think Washington State's going to take care of business um, maybe up until maybe up until Washington. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. But didn't this happen last year? Washington State got in the top ten and they got beat the next week? Yeah, on a Friday night. Yeah, what, the, the, the gauntlet of the Friday night games. What, wasn't it? I, I don't know why I want to say it was USC. Or no, it wasn't USC. Uh, it was someone small. Oh, it was, um, wasn't it Oregon was it State? Oregon State? Uh, no, who was it? Was it Utah? Might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they lost on a Friday night. Clemson got the old Friday night bug, too, I think, didn't they, last year? Um, no. No, 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 no. That was, no, that was not a Friday night game. Oh, okay. Um,. Just go back to your north and south. Um, the Huskies are right behind the Cougars, four and two, uh, in the conference. Um, so yeah, they could possibly still win that conference, that side. Um, Washington's not out of it. Stanford's not out of it. Um, but yeah, that side's still up for grabs in my mind if the Cougars go down. No doubt. No doubt. But let's go to the NBA. I know it's your favorite. D-Rose went off for 50 points last night. An emotional, emotional day for D-Rose. And not a more deserving guy in sports to have a moment like that than Derrick Rose last night. Yeah, dude, I watched that whole second half. It was fantastic. Felt so good to see a guy who you know, he probably worked so hard, come back from multiple injuries that screwed guys' careers in the past. And people are just like... kind of just became a laughing stock. Yeah, he did. For a while. And it was just really heartwarming, feel-good story. A career high after years of just kind of being a basketball purgatory, you know. Did you see how, yeah, almost really lost his contract with Adidas, if you want to to go that route. I mean, he had the option, you know, if you retire and walk away from the game, you're going to lose all this money. And he stuck with it, grinded. I mean, good for him. Good for him. Um, also note, Jimmy Butler was not the game. No. But he did, he did, he did tweet at him or Instagram or whatever. He did say something, but. He, uh, he walked in on his post-game interview. He's like, wait, get your 50 boy or something like that. 
he yelled at him. He's about as fake. He's about as fake as they come. Oh, dude, I love Jimmy buckets. But um, actually, this just in: the Celtics took down the Bucks, one seventeen, one thirty. The Bucks have finally lost the game. It all is right in the world. Not unbeaten anymore. Although it would have been a tough task to go eighty-two and zero. But um, I think the Bucks. I was talking to Parker to my brother. I think the Bucks are in good contention to win the East this year. Oh yeah, they got a new coach. They got a new system, offensive scheme. I mean, the Jason Kidd team wasn't working out. Yeah, I like the Bucks, and Giannis just keeps getting better. Yeah, Dante Vincenzo's been balling off yeah. the bench. Yeah. Um. J.R. Smith wants to leave Cleveland. I know you texted me about this earlier. Um, I really could care less. I just hope he walks. I mean, it's <laughs> doesn't really affect me any means. And I, I, I kind of, I, I talked to my brother today about a lot of the stuff, a lot of stuff today anyway. But I said, I basically said his time in Cleveland with LeBron was kind of. It reminded me of a kid who was off, you know, off in college, you know, having fun winning games, partying, all this good stuff, living life on top of the world, doing whatever you wanted. Um, and now it's kind of like he just came back down to earth, you know, you know, your your best friend, your your best teammate, the one of the greatest players in the game right now just left you. And I kind of feel like he just feels like, okay, well, this kind of sucks now. Like, I'm not getting PT, you know, it's over. Uh, and I just feel like he just wants to move on from that. Yeah, I don't know. They suck now, and he sucked before, and he sucks still. I mean, like, I mean, had he, been, had he not he called? Like has been trying to trade him. And yeah, like, nobody's probably interested. Right. Yeah, and I think it, I think Jr. in the league right now doesn't favor well with a lot of the young talent that's coming in. So he's kind of overstayed his due, I think, at this point. Yeah, you see. Uh, I think they're looking to trade quarter right now. Yeah, they're they're trying to go with the uh, the young the young standard now. I uh, don't blame them. I really don't. Uh, you got to move on somehow from LeBron. You can't go old anymore because the reason why they had those vets in there for LeBron is because they knew how to play with a guy like LeBron and to get to the finals. They knew what it t- what it, uh, was going to take. And from LeBron's history, he loves playing with veteran guys. I mean, it's simple. Uh, but now you look at his roster and. The guy like Javel McGee and Lance Stevenson, the only veteran guys on their roster that mean a damn. Yeah, because he's too focused on making Jason Voorhees Friday the 13th. Yeah, and if anybody comes to me and says Le- LeBron wanted to go to L.A. to win championships, he wanted to go to L.A. to go to Hollywood. He, yeah. want- he wanted to be the star in a movie. He wanted to do this and that. You know, I don't blame him. Go ahead. You lived in Cleveland and Akron, Ohio your whole life. Go out and do something else. But... I don't know. It, to say that that was a business move is just complete BS to me in my mind. But yeah. um, I do want to ask you, Parker, what do you think about the uh, – the? Uh, actually, I want to say your team um, not and not the Warriors. Uh, you, you, were high on them la- you were high on them last year. Um, the Sixers. Yeah. Kind of sluggish early, man. I don't know. Five and four. Got to win the night, though. They, they won the night against the Clippers. Um, kind of sluggish. Get rid of Fultz, or don't start him. I don't know why they keep starting him and putting him and Simmons on the court at the same time. That's two guys that people play like 10 feet off of when they're at the three-point arc. You can't have two people who are 
an absolutely no threat from the three point land, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I no doubt. It's um, ridiculous. But uh, he did play 21 minutes tonight. He was 5 of 10 from the field, um, no three pointers attempted, 2 of 4 from the free throw line, and he had 12 points. Nine rebounds. Yeah, it's not enough for me, man. Uh, five assists. I hope assists. they trade him in a future pick for Jimmy Butler. I mean, I just I look at the roster of the Sixers, and you're just like, these seem like guys that you just picked like eighth round in the draft. I mean, I don't know any of these guys. It's a weird collection of talent. It really is. And TJ McConnell did not play at all tonight. How'd that Shamit guy do? Um, from Wichita State, he's kind of their three-point shooter other than thir- J.J. Reddick. 13 points, he had 23 minutes, uh, three of six from three. Decent night for him. I mean, it's not bad. He's been pretty solid to start off the uh, Joel Embiid put up 41. Woo! Yeah, he's, he's balling. He, shot, he's he shot the ball 32 times. <laughs> 32 you do you do. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Um, I'm interested to see how a guy like uh, Covington pans out. I mean... Eh, he's here and there. I see. I feel like. Yeah, he's just like kind of the high energy guy. Yeah. Who like might go off, and he's kind of like the feel good for the team. It's like okay, Robert's going tonight. Now we can all do our thing. Uh, I gotta ask you, Parker. What do you think about the Clay Thompson headband? Um. He looked kind he of. Looked he, kind he, of dumb. Yeah, he looks. Love- he looks strange. He, he look, just looked weird. Or, or I would say, what do you think about the Clay Thompson full beard this year? The full man beard. Yeah, that looked dumb too. Not the, not the, not the burrito looking stuff from Sausage Party, but he had the full beard. Yep. He's changing. Whatever changing. works for him, man. If he keeps hitting fourteen threes in a game. And that, that's, and I, I was listening to someone today. Uh, they go, they go, how do you, how do you guard Clay Thompson? I mean, he's, he's always, he's always wide open. He's always wide open. I was thinking about this the other day. I think it's more, it'd be harder and more irritating as a player on the opposing team to guard him than Steph. Because Steph, while he's going to hit stuff in your face off the dribble, Clay, you got to run after him the entire game. Yeah. You get to go through like a million screens. Because that guy, the difference, you know how he went through that huge slump to start the year? Mm-hmm. Like he's terrible from three point land? Want to know what the difference from that and his performance against the Bulls was? Other than the Bulls' defense is terrible. His, he took five dribbles total in that game where he hit those 14 threes. And games before that, he was dribbling more than we'd ever seen trying to create for him. So, yeah. dude, that's not your game. Yeah, it is not Clay Thompson's game. He is a get him the ball and he'll shoot it, man. I mean, he creates his own he creates his own shots without having to dribble. And that's that's what he does. Um, He's balling. He is balling. Um, I do, Parker, want to change my Eastern Conference 8 seed right now, though. <laughs> oh, well, who was it, the Cavs? Yeah, I got greedy. Um, still a lot, a lot of ball left. A lot of ball left still. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having faith in your squad. But, um, I do think, um, I don't know. I, I don't really care about the 8 seed. Anyway, the 8 seed gets in, they're going to lose the first round anyway. But, um... <laughs> Uh, the Pistons are at five right now. Good for them. Uh, Blake Griffin playing like a stud like he is. Um, I think he loves it in Detroit. He loves playing in the uh, little squeeze cart, the big pizza box now. Dropped the 50-burger. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> um, I do want to get your take, though, Parker, 
on the we have about nine minutes. I want to get your take on the Denver Nuggets real fast. So how do you think they pan out later on in the year? I don't know. I love them right now, though. I love how they're very efficient offensively. They kind of they're kind of like a poor man's Warriors, you know? Yeah. If they share the ball, they move it. I love Jokic. I do too. He's kind of like the center of it all. He moves like a slug, but he's he's a great player. Yeah, and he's he's a really good. Um, how do you say? It? He's he gets assists as a big like no other big in the league, which is pretty cool. Uh, I love Jamal Murray. Gary Harris has been surprisingly good. I kind of thought that he'd be a bust when he came out of Michigan State initially, and then Paul Millsap's been a great uh, veteran throughout his career. So I think they could finish as like a top five seed in the West. Oh yeah, I agree, and I think for them not just just missing the playoffs last year, that edge for them is going to be so much more this year to get in because how they lost last year to not make it. Um, but I definitely think they'll get in this year for sure. Oh yeah. Um, as of now, I do think that it's interesting the where the Lakers are standing because everyone's like, I, I I know a lot of ball left to play. I get it, but if they keep playing the pace they're playing, letting teams that are not very good play with them. They might be not. They might be out of the playoffs by January. Yeah, the West isn't the East. It's not going to be like you get games against the Hawks, the Magic, all in one week, and then you can just like rattle off wins against easy teams. I mean, at three and five right now, if they were in the East, they would be a eight seed right now, tied for the eight seed. Um, in in the West, they are thirteenth. Yeah. I mean, there's your difference. And Parker, the Houston Rockets, one and five. Dude, it's all Carmelo. <laughs> Carmelo is the Carmelo. bad. Carmelo is the bad omen of NBA basketball right now. Whatever team he's on, you're just gonna suck. He's been straight garbage. Whether he's on the bench or starting, I saw the other night he went like two for sixteen from the field when he started. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Maybe you just got to give it some time, but I, I don't see that one panning out. No. I think by midseason, he won't be on that roster. I don't know how he won't be, but he won't be. Oh, yeah, that's it's a dumpster fire. And it doesn't help that Harden's been out with his injury. Right. Um, well, Parker, we have, we have about five minutes. Um, any closing, closing remarks out of anything? Doesn't have to be NBA basketball. Anything you want to close with? I'm just glad that we're back. I'm glad D Rose balled out. Warriors look great. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just glad to be back. Yeah, know? very glad to be back. I think it's funny. As soon as we start talking NBA, it feels a lot more fluid. Oh yeah. You know, talk about football. I just love the NBA, man. Oh, I know. I know you do. I know you do. I love, but the thing is, I love football, so that brings that like aspect in. We have our, we have our likes, and you know, and what we want to talk about, and that's what makes it so great. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's uh, good yin and yang we got going. But um, I want to close with a congratulations to the Boston Red Sox on winning the World Series. Uh, I think we saw that one coming after they beat the. Um, Stros. Yeah, the Stros. Thank you. Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, kind of interested to see the offseason for Clayton Kershaw. I know he can opt out, but I don't think he will. But uh, interesting to see how that all pans out. Let me tell you, get your rest, MLB fans, because 
when they have to report in April, or not in April, um, what is it, Mike? Shoot, is it? February or um, March or early March, something like that, or no, February, February. It's like yeah. February, man. They don't have that much time to relax, man. It's gonna come quick. So, if Kershaw wants to make a decision, man, he's gonna make it. Got to make it pretty quick. Let me tell you. That's that's something that surprised me, Parker. I know I said we were gonna end here, but um, the the biggest turnaround in sports has got to be Major League Baseball, man. I mean, once you're done playing. Especially if you're in like the World Series, I mean, you got like three months, three and a half months, four, maybe four months to get ready to, to relax, and then you're back at it again. Yeah. I mean, pitchers I mean, and catchers report in February, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Baseball never stops, man. 162 game season, it just doesn't stop there. And I mean, you could even make the argument for the NBA. I mean, it kind of seems like that just kind of flourishes. Yep. You got all those pickup games and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All in the offseason. But um, we're going to end there tonight, um, this glorious Thursday night. The weekend's upon us, Friday. Big week of college football. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be crazy, man. Madness. Absolute madness. You heard? Um, <coughs> join us, hopefully, next Tuesday. Uh, going to try to pick this up a lot more. We like doing it. I want to keep our fans going. Um, next week is the annu- first annual tr- uh, Turkey Bowl here in Lima on Sunday, November 11th. Uh, I've been tweeting out a lot about it, keep, uh, keeping people updated on what's going on. I am one of the quarterbacks, um, and I'm going to go on record saying our team's going to win. Um, and that's not a shot to any, any of the other guys because some good competition, but when you're on my team, you just don't lose. So that's that. Um, I'll get you the stats after the game, how many yards I threw for, how many touchdowns, um, how many Baker Mayfield nut grabs I do. Um, So stay tuned. Parker, we'll see you next week, buddy. Um, Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Good to be back. See you later, folks. You don't have to go home, Parker, but you just can't stay here, buddy.